The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what The Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And we definitely have a fun, sexy, fun show for you lined up tonight. We are going to be discussing pushing boundaries with our special guest, Cooper S. Beckett, author and host of his own podcast, Life on the Swing Set. So, is your back door open for play? Are you asking me? Or is it closed for business? I mean, I mean, is it exit only? Yeah, more like it. Well, later on in the show, we're going to do some myth busting with Cooper about pegging, rimming, anal play, and a few other risque topics. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a lot more people enter our contest from last week's show about oral sex. Uh, the weekly giveaway was a combo pack of Good Head products from Doc Johnson for the ultimate blowjob. The winner is... And we can't say their names on the air, but we're just going to say D and J from Quebec in Canada. Well, thanks to everybody for entering the contest. We have another great giveaway for this week, which we're going to tell you about at the end of the show. Yeah, and in this week's Great Sex Matters segment, we're going to be talking about pushing your sexual boundaries and asking the questions, should we, could we, would we? Mm-hmm. And this past weekend, we had a blast at that Everything to Do with Sex show. Oh, it was amazing. Of course, in Montreal, it's called Salon de l'Amour et de la Séduction. Oh, you turn me on so much when you speak <laughs> French. It's been a tradition in Montreal and Toronto for the past 20 years. Yeah, and we, you know, we try to get out to the show every year to see what's new and, you know, what's up and coming. It's a very unique show and... You know, there's there's not many like it in, in North America, and this one is actually the largest of its kind. We're over 20,000 20, visitors. 20,000, wow. Yeah, visit during the, the three-day event, and it only happens once a year. Montrealers must be so sexy. Oh, we love people. to be sexy. But there are a couple other shows similar to this. There's mm-hmm. the She, which, which is the Sexual Health Network. Right, which is coming up in L.A. this weekend. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. The AVN, uh, Adult Con. Sexapalooza, and The Taboo Show. Most of them, like uh, everything to do with sex show, they're all about an escape from reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, But their main purpose, of course, is to entertain and educate about sex and sexuality. There's, of course, a lot of sorts of sexy products to touch and feel and purchase, from sex toys to sex swings. To floggers (laughs) and lingerie and, of course, porn. Porn's everywhere. 
everything to do with sex all in one place. And you know, Han, you know, one of the things that we love the most about this show is watching the people. You know, mostly there's couples, there's some groups of women that walk around, there's guys walking around as well in small groups. And, you know, it's so cool. Some of the ladies, they dress up in those short skirts and sexy high heels. You love your high heels, honey. And then, you know, there's uh, those people who come dressed in their BDSM or kink costumes. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to talking about that with Cooper in a few minutes. Um, It's always so exciting and, and always interesting. You know, when we were walking the show, you remember we were talking about pushing boundaries, which is our theme for this week. How much of a coincidence is that? <laughs> so we just being at the show is already the beginning of pushing your boundaries. Because for is. some people, just going to that show is mm-hmm. one of those things that's fun to do. Mm-hmm. And then we started discussing about other aspects of the show that people might get out of their comfort zone and into the sexy, fun, safe environment. Yeah, these shows really are um, uh, sexy and, and a safe way to to open up and, and explore your boundaries. And it's non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions to mm-hmm. anybody. And, you know, don't worry about meeting your neighbor or your coworker at the, show or at the show because they're probably there for the same reason as you. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's different. Some people are sexually adventurous. Some people are sexually shy or reserved. Others are willing to try new things as long as they know exactly what to expect. And still others are uh, just love the excitement of being surprised. Tell me, honey, which one are you? Hon, you know, I love being surprised oh, and teased. And really? I all thought that you were stuff. shy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not shy. I'm far <laughs> from that. And, you know, regardless of your level of openness, when you decide to spice up your sex life, which we've been talking about on all our shows, it means you need to try new things. Lots of new things. Together. Yeah. And, you know, sexy erotic events like this are always an amazing, great place to start. Yeah. I I mean, I can think of four or five different ways that just being at the show can help you cross that line and begin pushing some boundaries, adding excitement. And getting that conversation going, right? Yeah, exactly that. So, you know, once people have taken that step and decide to actually go to a sex show, you're going to realize that once you're there, everything you say and every comment you make about what you see and feel and like or dislike is really communicating your wants and needs and your limits, your boundaries with your partner who you're with at the show. And if you're there with some friends, you know, you'll banter back and forth about, you know, what they like and what you like and and figure it out. But you're still expressing your wants and needs, even if it's to your friends, right? At least it gives you a chance to talk about it Mm -hmm. because their comments or their responses to your comments is that's what open communication is about sex and sexuality. That's what we're talking about every time. It is. And And sometimes you've never had a chance to discuss it before. Right. And that's like real-time feedback because you're you're right there and you both can give your opinions about what you're seeing because you're seeing both the same things at the same time. Or touching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And then there's the seminars. Oh, yeah. You know, and the seminars are are great because it's a safe and fun place to learn something new. And yes, you know, we all continually need to learn so we don't get stuck in that same old, same old, same old routine, Mm -hmm. which eventually turns stale. Yeah, you don't want that. Not at all. But those expert speakers, they make it really easy to understand. They They lay it out. They often have big screens explaining what they're talking about. And every time we go, I know we learn something new every time. Like sometimes... 
going down on her or how to use sex toys together. Sometimes there's new new techniques that you can add to your repertoire that night. Sometimes we're running home and we're trying it out right away. And sometimes the speaker's answering questions that we silently ask ourselves while we're sitting in the chairs, like, am I normal? What happens when? And many more like that. Yeah, and then there's all the sex toys. You know, we love to watch how people interact and play with all the thousands of sex toys and vibrators of every shape and size and color. For him, for For her. her, For them, for (laughs) us. You know, there's butt plugs, there's anal beads, yawny eggs, you name it. And, you know, the great thing is you get to touch and feel for yourself. Yeah. The, the vibration or the weight or the size, you, like you can hold it in your hand, you know. And it's also important, especially to people who've never been there before or even touched a sex toy. Well, you remember that my first experience when I went into a sex <laughs> oh, toy? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Really early in our relationship, like way, way before we were swingers, we were in Hollywood on a trip and we were talking about sex toys. And I told David that I had never owned or used a sex life in, a sex toy in my life. Imagine. <laughs> Yeah, we just we decided that it was time to find a sex shop and buy one. Well, we walked up and down Hollywood and Vine looking for sex shops, but we couldn't find any. You know where we live. You know a sex shop starts with X X X or sex X X. Then we asked someone and said they said we needed to find a wig and costume store. And then finally we found one because you know they had the thigh high boots and other costumes in the window. Well, when we went in, we saw that it was like you had to go all the way to the back of the store to find the sex toys, past those CFM boots and the nine-inch stripper shoes. It was exciting and adventurous. You know, I felt a little naughty and certainly a little giddy going in there. It was really an eye-opening experience my first time in. It was. And, babe, you know, you were so funny. You were almost blushing. You know, my Carol, blushing, sort of shy. It was like it was a first, you know, Mm -hmm. and I started giving you a hard time. I know. Pun intended. And, you know, just having fun with it. But you remember when that sales girl came over, like I was like, I'm going to die. I had no idea that a salesperson was actually going to serve us. Opening the boxes, <laughs> touching it, trying it. And then she's like showing me every type of speed and I was supposed to like try it out. I had like no clue, right? This was my first time ever. So, but it was a lot of fun and she made me feel really comfortable right away. I was, I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, it was the most embarrassing part was that David told her it was my first time. Like, thank you, David. It just made it a whole much fun, a lot more fun. And, you know, walking into that store and touching all those sex toys was the beginning of us pushing some boundaries that day. You know, but of course, it got even better when we got back to our hotel. Mm-hmm. Those boundaries got mm-hmm. pushed even further once we put those batteries in. Always hot to try a new sensation down there. Good thing we bought some extra batteries. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of my favorites at the show is all the sexy outfits and costumes and toys and lingerie. And the heels. You love your heels. I love the heels. And, you know, it's the easiest way for people, for couples to push their boundaries and spice it up. You know, looking or buying lingerie and sexy costumes and high heels. And, you know, of course, most of the clothing is geared towards the women. But, you know, they... You have lots of sexy yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's lots I of sexy stuff. I buy you stuff. your stuff. I love those outfits on you. For the guys. And, you know, I have lots of it. Carol loves when I put it on. Unfortunately, it just never stays on very long. That's okay. But no matter what your body type and no matter what your definition of sexy is, you can always find something that's going to make you feel good when you wear it. You know, feel sexy 
for your partner or, or simply for yourself. It's all about the attitude. And sometimes it's just a matter of trying it on. If you can't imagine yourself wearing something, just try it on. You never know when it's going to make what how it's going to make you feel. And when your partner really gets turned on, well, that in itself is the ultimate compliment. Yeah, so remember, if you want to spice up your sex life, you need to break the routine and try new things together. Talk about your ex- expectations and figure out where you can push some boundaries to make your couple the best it can be. Open your mind. Be honest about how you feel and enjoy each other. And have uh, fun. It is. It's all about enjoying it. All right. That's it for now. Um, it's time to take a short break. A quick shout out to Doc Johnson, America's Pleasure Products, who are sponsoring our weekly giveaway this week. You know, go to our website, carolandavid.com, click on the radio show tab and enter to get your chance to win this week's prize, which is a premium strap-on and harness set, which I'm sure Cooper is going to get into in a little bit. So, Today, we're talking about pushing boundaries, anal play, and pegging. Stay tuned. Cooper S. Beckett coming up right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you trying to discover how to thrive in business and follow your purpose? Tune in to Entrepreneur Enlightenment with host Irina Benedict. You will learn how to combine practical business strategies with spirituality so you can grow your business with ease. If you've been searching for purpose, for freedom, for fulfillment, tune in to get your questions answered. Listen live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. 
Hey everyone and welcome back. We're Carol and David and today we're talking about pushing boundaries. On the line we have Cooper S. Beckett and he's going to join us in just a second. Cooper S. Beckett is a relationship coach specializing in non-monogamy. He's an author and co-founder of Life on a Swing Set podcast. He speaks and teaches classes on pegging, swinging, polyamory and play parties. He's a graphic designer photographer, voiceover artist, and is currently finishing his next novel, Approaching the Swingularity. Welcome, Cooper, and thanks for being with us here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Excellent. Listen, before we start talking about your current book, because we want to hear all about it, uh, we would like you to explain the difference between swinging, polyamory, and what you mean by non-monogamy. Okay, uh, we're going to start with a divisive question, all right? Up front. Yes, of course. Well, um, I, I, when, when I started my podcast, I identified 100% as a swinger, and I felt like swinging was, was somehow simpler than, than poly, because swinging was about having sex with other people. Poly was about theoretically falling in love with other people. And I, I drew a hard line between those two, as, as I think a lot of people do. But as I was in this lifestyle more and longer and was doing our podcast, I started to see that a lot of poly people are having an awful lot of casual sex. And what is that if not swinging? And a lot of swingers are developing far more in-depth relationships with the people they're swinging with than I initially expected. And what's that if not a little bit of poly? Uh So ultimately, I come down on the idea that uh, non-monogamy in general is a spectrum like sexuality. On one side, you have swinging, pure swinging. On one side, you have pure poly. And then most of us exist somewhere in the middle. I like to straddle the line, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm more swinger, sometimes I'm more poly, and really it's whichever, whichever direction my, uh, my life takes at that moment. So we definitely understand what you mean with swinging and making a relationship with another couple. We know plenty of couples that do that, they're like dating a specific couple, and then they yeah. are creating feelings. Do you think that's really falling in love with them, or is just that they want that relationship exclusive? Well, one, I, I know uh, that the, the word love and the word relationship get people a little antsy. And I think that's, that's a lot to do with fear of losing your partner. But uh-huh. we love our friends and we're not afraid to admit that we love our friends. So I don't see any difference. I, I mean, even we're, we're doing things that are a lot more intimate with these friends than we do with our other friends that we have no problem <laughs> saying we love. You know, yeah. you're absolutely you are right. And it's, it's funny. I was confronted with a similar dilemma because I have these women in my life that I'm very close to and that I hesitate saying I love because I worry about what that means. But then their husband will tell me they love me. And I say, I love you right back. And it's, it's, like, <laughs> and it's OK. For the I, guy say, I love you, man. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is our own personal hangups and not necessarily how we actually feel about each other, because we're worried that if we say I love you, if we develop a relationship, that it becomes a capital R primary relationship and that somehow that immediately kicks us into poly. But right. as with the sexuality spectrum, I think we can be a lot of things and not worry as much about where we fall. Because these descriptions are really just a way to tell other people what we are. They don't actually define ourselves. 
So that's really all about mm. the hang-up about labeling, right? What you're yeah. talking about is yeah. labeling is puts you into a specific box, and that's not what you want to do in this case. When especially since, you know, I spent, I spent decades in the monogamy box, why would I want to climb out of that <laughs> box and right back into another one? Right, right, right. exactly. All right, so tell us um, a little bit about your books and why you decided to create fiction around non-monogamy. Is it, you know, is it based on true events? You know, what makes it tantalizing for the reader? Is it a bit <laughs> of erotica? Like, how, Sure. Well, my, my first novel was released um, in 2016 called The Lifeless Monogamous, and it was a story of a young couple who feels like they're sort of in a stale uh, dead end to their relationship and both want to fuck other people but don't know how to talk about it, and randomly they meet some swingers at a party, and they fall into the complicated and amazingly <laughs> sexy world of swinging through that. Yes. And what I really like about fiction is that, you know, we, we saw the most amazing crossover of a really mediocre book in 50 shades of gray, mm-hmm. because that, you know, people who pick up 50 shades of gray would never pick up the uh, textbook about BDSM to learn about right. it, but right. they are learning about it. You know, it's like a Trojan horse. They can, they can read it at the beach. They can giggle about it with their friends. And some of them can explore it themselves. And, and so I think the, the night, yeah, exactly. And the nice thing about fiction is you don't have to be a swinger to read a book about swinging if it's fiction. Right. You know? Right. And mm-hmm. so I, I really, I like the idea of, of, you know, worming my way into vanilla society like that. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a, it's a really a great concept, but is your story based on true events? Is it something that's actually happened in your life, or do you know people like the characters you've developed? Yeah, um, I, well, what I've, what I've done is I, you know, I've synthesized a lot of the people I've talked to, a lot of the people I've met, uh, people I have relationships with, and I've found these things, these recurring uh, themes that happen in most swinger lives, most poly lives. And I've taken those themes and created the stories. So they're not true stories by any means, right, but okay. the new one takes place at desire resort and spa, which is a resort that I lead a trip on yearly. So yeah, yeah. there are similarities to reality. <laughs> yes. And we've been to desire many times. We're going to do a whole show on, on travel to a, a lifestyle and, and open-minded resorts. But you know, oh, it's so wonderful. It is. It is. But let's get into some some nitty gritty here stuff that we're not experts on. Sure. So, you know, you're a coach and a teacher of pegging and anal play and all that um, realm of um, the backside, you know, the backside. <laughs> the so door. we're going to give you um, the open air. And can you tell us and explain what it's all about? OK, well, um, so I am one of the lucky people who can have prostate orgasms. Mm-hmm. And prostate orgasms are similar to G-spot orgasms in that they don't directly involve your primary sex organ, the clit in the woman and the, the penis in a man. And I'm of the opinion that since the prostate and the G-spot feel an awful lot alike, behave an awful lot alike, and react to stimulation an awful lot alike, I feel like there's a good chance that when we were all women in the beginning and started to become men, <laughs> the prostate and the G-spot are the same thing. Okay. But, you know, good. I'm not a medical professional, so I can't oh. tell you that. 
But I can tell you that having had my fingers in both a man and a woman at the same time, they feel identical and behave identically. Okay. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> the nice thing about the prostate orgasm is it's not about ejaculation, which as soon as you're done with that, your body sort of shuts down by design. And um, that's why the refractory period is such a thing. But with a prostate orgasm, it's, it's a rolling orgasm that continues and continues and continues. The first time I ever had one, it lasted for over 50 minutes. But after and you finished stimulating it, I just want to be clear, you finished stimulating it or you continued stimulating? Finished stimulating oh. it and it continued. Oh. And it oh rolled. It, it, it comes like waves. You know, you're, uh-huh. you'll be, you'll be uh, completely mellow in one moment. And then suddenly I'm jittering and my, my knees are drawn up to my chest and I'm experiencing this altogether unique sensation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just just let's back up for a second. So when sure. uh, how do you get the um, prostate stimulated? What do you use a toy? Do you use another guy? Do you use a strap finger? on a finger? I, uh, yes to all of those. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the big uh, the big thing to think about with prostate stimulation is it's very easy to treat it the way you treat any other penetratable orifice. So thrusting and, and, and power and speed, but that's not, I mean, that's not what works for me. And that's not what works for a lot of the guys that I know who can have prostate orgasms. Really it's about stimulating the prostate specifically. And so as with a G spot or, you know, um, stimulation, you do the two fingers inside and then do the come here gesture. Right. And you feel the thing that's engorging. You feel the thing. It feels like a squishy walnut. Yeah. And you play with that a little bit. And you rub it and press on it. And the prostate behaves very similarly. Okay. Now, the the big thing that we encounter when we talk about prostate play and anal play is the notion, the, the I feel bizarre notion, that anal play makes you gay. Oh, right. And, <laughs> It's, it's such an odd notion. I mean, I understand where it comes from, and I was not always as progressive as I am now, so I've, I may have felt that way in the past. But especially if it's a woman doing the stimulation. Right. There's nothing gay about how that. How could any sex act possibly be gay if you're doing it with a woman? How, right. how, I mean, if you're a man doing it with a woman, yes. obviously. <laughs> I right. get it, I get and, it. and you know, Cooper, um, I have a, a good friend, Bob, who I play softball with. And every mm-hmm. year, the first game out, you know, he gets the whole team together. And he brings up this question and says, so if you're with your wife and she says, fuck me up the ass, you're like, yeah, yeah, my wife is cool, went to it. And then she turns around and she says, okay. I got a strap on. I want to fuck you up the ass. And all the guys are, oh, no, I'm not gay. I don't do stuff like that. And, you know, the guys just like they, they start sweating. It's like they, they shut down. Shut down. Yeah. Thinking of, you know, their wife doing them up the ass. But the thought of them doing their wife up the ass, they, they're walking around the field with a friggin' erection. You know, what For is sure. wrong with that? Well, and, and it's funny because uh, – when I'm being stimulated and, and after, I occasionally experience some profound emotions attached to it. And I've talked extensively with a lot of people who've also experienced the same thing. And there's, there is a lot of residual uh, shame and fear wrapped up in anal penetration because it is an extremely vulnerable thing to be 
the the submissive and we're not we're not used to being on the bottom and with our legs up and completely exposed it's it is vulnerable yeah. and so mm-hmm. i i completely understand why um and a lot of guys the only experience they've ever had with that is someone trying to jam their finger in their ass, usually a proctologist, and yes, he's yes. not trying to give you pleasure. <laughs> but why Why do guys think it's okay for them to do a girl up the ass, but when it goes the other way, it's not the same thing? You know, both a man yeah. and a woman have the same asshole. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I, I mean, I obviously can't speak for a lot of men, but I, I feel like it's it's fear of liking it because what what will that mean if i like this and it's not fear of liking it and then being cool like hey i like a new thing let's play with this more (laughs) it's fear of what if today it's my wife fucking me in the ass and tomorrow i'm out cruising for guys (laughs) which i suppose is possible could happen but you know, Dan Savage and I talked about this. Uh, if you like eating pussy, you probably are not gay. Because right. gay men don't like pussy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, you might be gay. You don't know. I have no idea. You might have a better idea than I. But <laughs> trying something that will introduce more pleasure to your life is absolutely not gay. Doing something new with your partner or playmates that are women is absolutely not gay. And as a bi man, I just want to reinforce, you know what? You can play with guys and girls and still not be gay. You're absolutely right. We hear you. We hear you. So hold on to those thoughts. It's time for a short break. We're going to continue our discussion with Cooper S. Beckett in a few minutes. Remember, go to our website, carolandavid.com, and enter for your chance to win a strap-on and harness set from Doc Johnson. Stay tuned for more sexy talk. We're going to bust some fun myths. We'll be right back with (laughs) Cooper S. Beckett. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. 
you can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We've been talking with Cooper S. Beckett, author and host of the podcast, Life on a Swing Set. With all your expertise, we think you might be able to help us out with some of these myths about (laughs) anal play, paying, DP, and dirty talk. Yeah, we had a nice little discussion. We had a nice little discussion during the break about, you know, all these things. And we were just saying, you know, once you're in your couple, anything goes because, you know, it's it's just you and your partner. So let's start with a real real simple one myth this is the myth anal sex or pegging is supposed to hurt well it's not supposed to hurt um i will say it may at the beginning your your body tenses so you you may be a little tense and the way around that is a lot of preparation and a lot of lube um, one of my favorite things is uh, having uh, a lubed up thumb rubbed in a circle on the outside mm-hmm. of my ass. And that is the best way to prepare me to eventually push through and um, be penetrated. And for lube, always go with a thicker gel-based lube. Uh, not gel-based, gel-style lube. Water, uh, water-based water gel-style. If you go with a thin silicone lube, it's it's not enough cushion at all. And let's remind the boys out there that when you're doing your woman or wife up the ass. Same deal. Same deal. Oh, Lots oh, yes. of lube. Absolutely. <laughs> and nothing will, will teach you more about giving anal than receiving. Well, here's okay. the next question. Great segue. The person actually doing the pegging doesn't receive any pleasure. Is that true or false? Well, um, there's, there's a lot of kinds of pleasure, aren't there? Uh, like, I, I know people who can orgasm from getting their dildo sucked on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's, That's a there's emotional thing. pleasure you're getting. There's uh, compulsive pleasure in seeing your partner having pleasure. There is, uh, you know, if you're, if you're wearing a harness and the dildo is banging right up against your pubic bone, that's pleasure. But mm-hmm. then there's also uh, strap-ons, uh, dildos that go internally in the woman as well. Oh. And so that transfers the feeling inside. Uh, that's my partner's favorite uh, dildo is called the Enjoy Us. And it's this modular dildo uh, that's that's half of it's worn internally, and then half of it is, well, I suppose, used internally on partners. <laughs> so when she's thrusting on you, she's also getting the back thrust, if you want to call it that. I don't know what you would call it. Well, it's not it's not just that because uh, these are designed to press against the G spot. So it's like uh, as soon as she pulls back, it pulls forward. Oh. So. Okay. It's all about banging that G-spot really hard. <laughs> oh, 
That nothing like an incentive for her to work hard, right? All right, go on. Well, yes, Here's a, yes, a great segue into the next one. So if a girl likes pain, no, 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 no the next not one. This one. This one here. That yeah. all strap-ons are created equal. No, not not yeah. in the least. Okay. You got two things. You've got the the harness, and you've got the dildo, and both of them. It's very important to do your research, find something good, find something high quality, and buy what's right for you. Um, like my, my partner has four different harnesses and depending on her mood, uh, some days she wants the rodeo um, harness, which is basically like boys under ruse with a, okay. with a thing in the front. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very much not like straps and, and uh, working things down. Sometimes uh, she really likes the, um, the spare parts harness, which is nylon and Velcro. So it's easy to pull on and just strap tight. And sometimes she's feeling very fancy and wants uh, the, the Aslan leather harness. And that's all about preparation and putting it on and tightening the straps. Uh Um, And then there's another one that I I can't remember the, the, Oh yeah. Tantus makes uh, wonderful harnesses. Cool. I just have a question on that topic. So since yeah. you're choosing all these different harnesses, does she also get to choose the size of the dildo before she puts it in, depending on her mood? <laughs> Sorry. Well, because we have a lot of experience, she is welcome to choose the size of the dildo she wants to wield. I do not recommend um, anyone but the person being penetrated choose the size of the dildo they're being penetrated <laughs> okay. by, especially at the beginning. Because and is there a beginner is, size? Well... Uh, you can go too small. That's the, that's the thing. If you go too small, it doesn't hold you uh, open and it doesn't hold you full in ways that will be very pleasurable. And too small can also be pokey. And that's not pleasurable. Okay. So I always, you know, I have found uh-huh. that um, one step bigger than you think you can handle is probably the way to go. <laughs> Okay. All right, cool. That's good advice. Now let, let's stay on this penetration topic. And the sure. next myth is you always need two bisexual men to do double, double penetration to a woman. <laughs> well, you need two men who are comfortable with their sexuality. They don't need mm-hmm. to be bisexual. And and this is this is advice for all men. Be more comfortable with your sexuality. Because two cocks rubbing against each other inside a, a pussy, there is little more heterosexual thing you can be doing <laughs> and still be rubbing right. against another cock than when there's well, Carol, you know, Carol does like sucking two cocks at the same time, yeah. so I'm sure it's a very that's, similar thing. That's even closer. Very yes. similar. I, I will again argue very, I mean, the moment you reach out and grab the other one, then you're, you're pushing the boundaries into bisexual. But if you're, not, if you're not doing the direct interaction, let the woman rub whatever she wants on whatever she wants because it's all awesome. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. Okay, babe, you do the next one. Let's see. This one here is about, it's a little bit tamer, but anyways, if you try <laughs> something once and it doesn't work, just give up. <laughs> well, I, I have a saying. It's try everything twice in case you fucked it up the first time. <laughs> and because, I, you know, my first experience with anal play was not comfortable. And I'm really, really glad I did it again. 
And that, that's true true about actually a number of things that I've tried and explored in non-monogamy, including BDSM, being a sub, and I'm so happy I went back to try again because there are so many factors. And with anal play, stress makes it very hard to be penetrated. So if you're having a tense moment, especially if it's your first time, it'll be tense. So you're probably going to be too tense to really, really, really enjoy it your first time. So when you had your first time, was it your idea or your partner's idea to do it? I don't remember. Huh. I, I have been playing with my own butt for uh, since, since I was a teenager, so it was probably mine. And okay. I probably was embarrassed to ask, and I probably felt ashamed. Okay. Okay. Now you you were just talking about stress, so we'll go into this one, and it's you really need to get drunk to push those oh. anal boundaries. Oh dear God, I don't recommend getting drunk, and for a number of reasons, um, you can do damage uh, when being pegged. You can have damage done to you, and the worst thing in the world for you to uh, be is unaware of damage happening. Uh huh. So if you're drunk and you are just flying high and you don't feel the sensations fully and you get a tear somewhere, it would be much better to stop immediately and then, you know, heal than to keep going and and get to a point of no return. And also, I'm assuming if you're drunk, the person pegging you is drunk. And in my experience, there is nothing less helpful to someone pegging <laughs> than being drunk. Cool. Okay, good advice. All right. We have time. So I, recommend, now, what, I, do wanna, I do want to add to that. If you need a glass of wine to mellow out a little bit, you need to smoke a joint to mellow out a bit. That's fine. Just know your that's limit there. Don't, don't get drunk. Gotcha. All right. Well, we have time for about one minute for one more Mythbuster. And okay. this one is role playing only happens on Broadway. <laughs> well, uh, considering almost everybody I know in non monogamy has role played at least once, uh, I would say that's not true. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about that. Wow, that was that was you know that was so amazing and enlightening. I learned a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I think Carol has some naughty thoughts going around her head now. Uh, I might need a glass of wine after the show. But you know, Cooper, <laughs> thanks so much for for joining us today. And you know, oh, we'll give you a pleasure. few minutes. We'll give you a few minutes to tell everybody about how they can reach you on your website, yeah. listen to your podcasts, and follow you on social media. Well, you can find me at cooperspeckett.com and at cooperspeckett on most social media. Uh, if you want to buy my books, you buy them through my website and use promo code Carol and David, and you can save 10%. Um, I have a memoir about my first five years as a swinger, and then my novel, and the new novel is coming. I'm hopefully within the next two months, it will be uh, coming out. You can listen to my podcast, Life on the Swing Set, at lifeonthesingset.com. And I um, help manage an entire network of swinging and non-monogamy and sexuality podcasts at swingset.fm. That's also very cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm very available and I'm all over the place. And I will warn you, I get a little political sometimes. And, you know, <laughs> I saw some this is one of those story. times in life where I'm, I'm more political than usual on Twitter. 
<laughs> yes, I saw some of those today. But anyways, we want to thank you very much, and it was great. Now we have time for a short break. Stay tuned for our final topic of today, Great Sex Matters, and we'll be asking the question, should we, could we, would we? Don't go far. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink in our travels and in our health. TerraTech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for TerraTech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. All right. We're back. What a great session. Um, Now on to one of our favorite parts of the show. It's where we talk about great sex because... Great sex matters, and you deserve it. Great Sex Matters is sponsored by Doc Johnson, America's pleasure products, who are providing the sex toys for our weekly giveaway. This week's prize is on point with our pegging theme. We have a premium strap-on and harness set to give away. It's the Vacu Lock Supreme Harness and a 7-inch platinum 
premium silicone bow attachment. Wow. <laughs> Check out the strap-on set as a featured product at our on our website at carolandavid.com. Holy moly, what a discussion with Cooper. You know, like we said earlier on, we are always learning and finding out new things out there, and uh, we definitely learned. So, you know, we found out about anal play. It reminded me of a line we heard this week when we were talking to next week's guest. Her name's Dragonfly, and she's from Pure Orgasmic Love. And she says, the anus is the ultimate equalizer. It's the only pleasure spot that's the same on men and women. Well, we had a good laugh with Dragonfly when we heard that last week. And the first thing that came to my mind was this. The only common ground we have between men and women is the asshole. (laughs) How funny is that? It's classic. It's a classic one. So now we want to share a couple stories that hopefully will inspire you to push some boundaries of your own and get you to open up and have a conversation about limits and pushing boundaries in your couple. Yeah, you know, I used to travel a ton. I flew 150,000 miles last year. And one trip when I got back from LA, I was on the red eye. You know, I texted you and um, I had just landed and I said, babe, come on, come and get me. Yeah, I was so excited. I had a little surprise for you and you didn't know it. I was really missing you because you'd been gone like the whole week that trip. Oh my God, I was so looking for that passionate hug and kiss that we love doing. You know, I got through customs quickly And it was unbelievable. I got through quickly and you must have been driving like a mad woman or had a rocket because you got there in no time, which was a good thing because it was so cold and I just had a light jacket on being just in L.A. Honey, it was winter here. Yeah, we tried to forget about winter. Anyways, I got in the car and I leaned over for that long and passionate Mm -hmm. kiss. And, you know, you're such an amazing kisser. Oh, my gosh. Okay, keep going on. But then I noticed you were wearing your long coat and thigh-high boots, and I said, what the fuck? It's 7 o'clock in the morning, and Uh she did this for Uh me? I said, wow, mm, this is a nice surprise. And then you slowly opened your coat to reveal reveal your naked tits. Uh Uh-huh. Did you like that? Shaky, shaky, shaky. Then on top of that, you slowly spread your legs apart and showed me that you weren't wearing any panties either. Mm -hmm. It was like such a turn on. Yeah, I was pretty excited too. I got so wet driving to the airport and I did not speed like a rocket, just so you know. Mm. I was driving very carefully, but I was thinking about how naughty all of this was. It really did turn me on. Yeah, and it was so hot to find you completely (laughs) naked under that coat. And then how hard your nipples got when I my cold hands touched your hot body. Lucky I let you warm up your hands, didn't I? And then, you know, as we were leaving the airport, you seemed to drive like so extra slow. Were you hoping that maybe somebody would glance in and see? Okay, you're exaggerating now. Oh, I don't know. That yeah. slow drive was amazing. Well, I know we like to be exhibitionists, but mm-hmm. I drove away at normal pace. But you know what? It was all good because you know what happened when we got home, huh? I do, but, you know... Um, you driving so slowly out there, we had that discussion about, you know, what if security or the police pulled us over? Yeah, that would not have been very good. Remember what your mother always used to say? Make sure you have clean underwear in case you oh, have a car Oh, but you didn't have any underwear. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so the question... would not have been a good idea. The question for all our listeners are, should you? Would you? Could you do that? Right. Now, that was really amazing, feeling naked underneath just the coat and boots, and it was super hot. 
but you don't have to go that far. You could wear some super sexy lingerie underneath just to be on the safe side. The safe side? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. But you remember when we went shopping to oh. that Tommy Hilfiger store? Yeah, I don't remember where that was exactly. Oh, it doesn't matter. We were buying jeans for you, I think, right? Yeah, we were in that changing room. And... Um, you know, we always go in together, so, you know, we get each other's opinions. I, w- I was sitting on that bench in front of the mirror when you were changing, so you took off your pants, but your cock was exactly at the right height, and I just couldn't resist. Yeah, you slipped it out, and you loved it. You started teasing me and gently touching and flirting with my cock, and then you looked up at me with your naughty eyes, and in a few seconds, well, Frig, I was like hard as a rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure absolutely were. So I couldn't resist, and I had to like slowly slip it into my mouth. It was so yummy. And I remember how hot it was because we were both looking in the mirror. Remember the giant mirror that was there? Yeah. We were looking in the mirror as I was like sucking your cock. It was awesome. And then you were like somebody from Cirque du Soleil with one quick spin. You put me on the bench, lifted your skirt. Of course, you weren't wearing panties. And then you just sat on my cock and you were so wet, you slid like right in. Wait, you really think I was Cirque du Soleil? I think I pushed you down and jumped on top. Okay, you're remembering a little bit. I don't know. It was just so hot. But yes, it was very, very hot. And we were trying to be so quiet. Remember, you were were like lifting me up from you. You had your hands under my ass and you wanted to keep the rhythm. So yeah, and being quiet is much easier said than done. Yeah, but really didn't take very long to come. No, it didn't. And then just as we finished, the sales girl comes <laughs> in and knock, knock, knock. How's it going in there? Do you need help with anything? We just burst out laughing and said, no, no, everything's great. And we left the change room. We were acting like nothing happened. And we were wondering if anyone heard us or if there was any cameras anywhere. We definitely had some hot, sexy fun that day. So... Here's the question again. Should you? Could you? Would you do something like this? Yeah. And, you know, we have pushed and continue to push so many boundaries since then. And from the beginning of our relationship, we worked on being sexy with and for each other. But the most important thing that we always have going for us is our open and honest lines of communication. Yeah. You might think that it's awesome that we're so open, but it's because we work on it. And, you know, we get that some people have a hard time talking about sex. We mm-hmm. understand that they might be shy to ask their partner for more or better. Or more or exciting more. sex. Exactly. And maybe they're even afraid of being judged or rejected by their partner. Yeah, maybe they're worried about hurting each other's feelings. We, we get all that. But, and here's a big but. <laughs> okay, that's just a joke. You have to be honest. And that's not a joke. If you're not happy with your sex life, then you need to find a way to talk about it. Otherwise, you're going to end up being frustrated and at risk of ruining your relationship. And one of the tricks that we do all the time that keeps our sex life hot and spicy is we do that after sex recap. Yeah, we've been doing that for like ever. And ever since our first night of monkey sex 11 years ago, um, you know, um, it, it's something that we've done all the time. And if you want to hear a little bit more about that, um, f- find our show uh, called Sexy Swingers. So I think there's many ways that we can spice up your sex life and add some excitement to your daily routine. And we'll get them in the upcoming shows. But I think we're kind of running out of time for right. today. So, But before we sign off, one thing I want to make sure everybody understands that There are some boundaries that are not meant for pushing. 
just because we're encouraging you to explore your limits and push some boundaries, it doesn't mean that you have to indulge your partner's every front. It's your decision to push beyond or hold your limit. You both need to be on the same page, and it's meant to be fun and make your couple stronger every time. Yeah, it's so important to do everything you can to make your couple stronger. So that's our show for today. We hope you've enjoyed it. A big thank you to our special guest, Cooper S. Beckett, for um, joining in, and especially to everybody out there for listening. Remember to visit our website, carolandavid.com, enter the contest, and find out more about the premium strap-on and harness set from Doc Johnson. You can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with any questions or comments you might have. Feel free to tell us whatever topics you want to hear about. And join us again next week for another sexy, fun hour of The Sexy Lifestyle. Next week's show is called Good to the Last Drop and is all about female ejaculation and squirting. You won't want to miss it. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Speak to you next week. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 